you asshole. You <laughs> yo yo yo, welcome to another edition of the Geeky Bros Podcast. I'm your boy Tactics. <laughs> yo, this is Big Geek Kuma. How y'all doing today? Yo, I'm good, man. I'm good. You want to caught me off guard off air, but uh I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I just I decided to do an Andrew Garfield and be like, I love you guys. <laughs> like it just like totally threw his count off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, we're missing our our bro Darcy today. He's uh, got an unexpected uh, appointment that came up, so it's just going to be the two of us today. But we got you guys covered for geeky news for this week. So, do you mind if I just jump into the first topic? Sure, let's do it. Actually, before we do, before we do, I have always wanted to ask you specifically a question. Now. Sure. I recall you said that you really, really enjoyed the first Doctor Strange movie because of the spiritual aspects of, of the film. Is that is that still true or was I off? Yeah, no, very much so. It's okay. true. So then would have what for you would be the idyllic spiritual geeky film to watch? Aside from I think The Matrix and also uh um dr strange both of them very different in terms of spirituality but like what for you would be like that sweet spot damn that's a good question spirit so not necessarily a superhero film but like more spiritual just spiritual in general it it could be i would say let's instead of saying superhero let's say geeky so like it could be anything it could be fantasy it could be uh uh everyday drama it could be uh it could be like um Mm sci-fi space Mm sci-fi like I know you've not gonna choose space sci-fi, but I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> no. uh, but you, you had did, to just throw I, it in I, there. It, you it had to throw it in there, didn't you? <laughs> you? And this is where I was like listing it out and not really paying attention to the audience. But I am interested. Like, what is it that you're looking for on that criteria base? Uh, that's a great question. So for me, I because I've kind of gotten really immersed in spirituality um, and kind of diving deep into not only the spiritual side of things, but also a little bit more into the quantum physics type of realm. Like I really like, and it, it it's still beyond my scope of understanding. So like it, it cause the, the material, as you know, is very dense when it comes to quantum physics. There's so much heavy jargon. No, um, no one's going to say the quantum physics is like low yeah. key. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's something that you definitely have to take time with and really kind of extrapolate the ideas to to really kind of conceptualize what what's being said. Um, but I like because I've been kind of immersed in that world. I like movies that kind of touch touch on that a little bit. And I know we're not going to talk about uh, Doctor Strange two without our boy Darcy. Um, but I want to go into. Um, one particular aspect of that movie that really kind of like piqued my interest and it was uh what's uh is it it's we'll say just in case it is because i yeah um but it's uh basically the concept of dreams and how when you dream there you're you're actually seeing visions of an uh like a parallel universe which is very reminiscent to a lot of the things that i've i've read relating to quantum physics so like when movies can touch on that stuff and it's no longer this fantastical out of the box type of thing but it's there's like some plausibility associated with it that really 
fascinates me. Like the whole um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Beautiful. Like that movie. Like I don't know if I would have appreciated it as much as I did had I not been so invested and interested in quantum physics and this notion of these parallel universes. Because like the whole concept of like the multiverse and parallel universes isn't exactly new in terms of things that we've seen in in movies. Like they've, right. I I think they like even in like the 80s, they were exploring the idea of alternate universes. Like um, they, they did it in Star Trek, uh, like a, yeah. a, a, the Stargate as well. Yeah. Like the a movie that I recently saw with Sylvia was the, the one with Jet Li. And they, they did that whole multiverse type thing too, right? So it's not a new idea. Um, but back then when I was watching those movies, I kind of just disregarded it as like, oh, it's cool. It's a, it's a nice, interesting concept, but it's not something that could actually happen in our reality but now you know given what we know of quantum physics that really fascinates me and the fact that like you can dream and your dreams have some some resonance or like they they're associated to something like another world so to speak so you're saying that because that technically isn't really spiritual that's more science science fiction slash philosophy yes Yes. Um, in terms of spiritual, the one, I mean, I can't really think of one off the top of my head other than, other than, I think the Matrix is the epitome of both spirituality and philosophy because they kind of delve into a, uh, like different aspects of both sides of the equation. So for me, that's always kind of been my go-to movie when it came to spirituality outside of like Dr. Strange, of course. But um, yeah, I'd have to say definitely, definitely the Matrix for sure. So then what's, if for like any future movies, like mm -hmm. if you could, like we've talked about like how we, uh, how we would want certain shows to have gone or how um, certain movies should have ended or how to be uh, began, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Are you able to mm -hmm. right now kind of like, Put like a makeshift uh, concept of a spiritual film that you would want del to delve into. So okay, so just to make a, a distinction for any of our viewers who decide to watch this later, uh, when I say spiritual, I'm not I'm not so much referring to like religion per se. I I, I always hmm. kind of separate them, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a religious film per se. But delving into uh, that spiritual, the spiritual aspect of of what all of that entails, um, then uh, I would say that let's take that a step further. Mm -hmm. Tactics. What what would you define as? What do you like slash What do you define as spirituality? So for me, spirituality is um, finding your finding your connection to whether it be in God, um, the, uni the, the universe, however you want to, whatever you want to classify it as, but not, it's not governed by, it's not governed by man per se, like where it's like religion, I feel is like there's, there's no ritual, there's no ritual, right? It's like you're following, you're, you're basically with spirituality, you're, you're, you're tapping into your, your spiritual essence and you're trying to find God through kind of like you're stripping away all of your egoic beliefs all of your your physical embody embodiment and you're connecting to your spiritual essence which is essentially who you are so 
uh, a great analogy or a great quote that uh, my spiritual life coach a long time ago said to me was that we are we are spiritual beings having a human experience, right? So we are of we are spirit, but in order for our spirit to interact with the physical world, the tangible world, it needs some sort of a vessel. A, a container, if you will, for our spirit in order to have these these interactions. And so, yes, yeah, so we're equipped with our bodies and we're equipped with the mind. And the mind can also be interchangeable with that of the ego. And so the ego is rooted in this 3D world, right? It's it's rooted in our, our, our physical senses. And because we have these physical senses, this can sometimes... Um, impact us in negative ways because with that we're we're very much of the mind that everything is separate like i'm separate from you i'm separate from my dad i'm separate from all of these things because i am me and he is he she is her whatever whereas with when you're connecting with your spirituality or your essence you realize that you're just pure you're essentially just pure consciousness and consciousness is everlasting. It's eternal. And so everything is connected. So you and I, I know you're going to take this way left, but you and I are connected on a spiritual level because of the energy. Like right now, as I'm talking to you, I might be eliciting some sort of, or evoking some kind of energy or some kind of feeling because of the resonance that you're getting from what I'm saying and vice versa when we're having this conversation. So we are connecting, even though there's this physical, physical. separation between us, we're always still connected in some way. Spir so spiritual connection versus physical connection. Right. I know Would that's that a little that esoteric, but I mean, that's kind of. Well, that, yeah. I, that's why I was asking. So like, yeah. <clears throat> then for you, you, then you prefer films that show the difference between the spirit and the body and taking that into like a fantastical way like the first thing that comes to my mind is almost avatar the last airbender because like the airbenders yeah. kind yeah. of focused on that and they mm -hmm. also talked about that and also ang even had an entire episode where he was afraid of like killing someone would actually affect his spirituality mm -hmm. yeah that that's actually a great example because um i mean i always take it back to uh iroh's teachings where he was talking about the uh, the four elemental tribes, and he was saying how you know um, this whole war started when everyone kind of created there, there was a separation. So you had the fire nation, the water nation, and air and, and and earth, right? They all kind of like dispersed and and became separate. But what he was basically getting at was you know to to master that true essence, you have to encapsulate all of those. You have to you have to have fire, earth, uh, air, and uh, and water, all of them, right? Because you can there's 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 things that you can learn from each one of those um, each one doctrines. of those doctrines, right? So for me, for example, like um, you're of a, a particular religion, right? And you have particular beliefs and and whatnot, and when we, me and Darcy went over to your place and you introduced us to your culture, we learned something that, you know, prior to that experience, we were very ignorant to how, you know, Indian culture or Pakistani culture is supposed to be represented. Because when I, like I was telling you, when I first watched Aladdin, for example, 
I didn't know that there was anything wrong with the movie. I was just like, oh, this is cool. This is how, I guess this is how it is. They got it right. And meanwhile, you're over there like, no, this is some bullshit. And I'm like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't understand it until you sat us down and you're like, this is how dancing is supposed to look in Pakistani, in Pakistani culture. This is how the outfits are supposed to look. This is how you court a woman in this particular situation. And go, now going back to the Aladdin movie, I can't look at it the same way because I'm like... You, I'm not even of your culture. And I'm like, yo, this is some bullshit. Like, <laughs> so I understand it. And that's, and that's the thing, right? It's like when we, I, I, I think, and this is kind of why I pulled away from religion, because it's like when we, we subscribe to particular dogmas and we're so close minded and, and saying that my beliefs are right. And everyone who's outside of my belief, fuck them. Right. Rather than being open and, delving into what people's beliefs are what their paradigms are and then kind of getting a new perspective and now i have such a newfound appreciation for your culture for example and why you do things and why you are the way that you are and it's very interesting right i mean i, I don't have to necessarily agree with everything of course. but there's a respect there and that's part of the whole spiritual connection right it's like how can we connect on a spiritual level without there being this ego trip getting in the way of us establishing that bond or that that's that that energetic connection if you, if you understand what i'm saying i do which leads me to ask you another question sorry i'm yeah. i'm bombarding you right no. now and also this is like literally off the script like, I, like i'm just like making up as i go along so for everything everywhere all at once yeah. i know we're not going to review it because darcy's not here and he hasn't watched mm -hmm. it yet but yeah. i do want to ask would you consider that because like i took that as a more psychological sci-fi in-depth approach yeah about the coming to like like appreciate what you have yeah but i what i wondered did you come across that way or did you take it in a spiritual sense oh man i mean there was there was so much to unpack with that movie for me <laughs> it was like I definitely got what you what you got in terms of appreciating what you have and 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 being grateful for the the simplicities of life, right? And not taking advantage of certain things, being honest with yourself, and you know, learning to cultivate that love not just within yourself, but also the love that you have for other people, right? Um, because sometimes we have this this urge um, for wanting more and forgetting about the, the things that we actually have, right? Agreed. And and so I like how they subtly highlighted that and how it all it all played out perfectly. Like beautiful it's a beautiful film. Like I it's a, I, I, it's film. a ten it's a ten movie for Yeah. Me. Um but for me how I uh, what else that I interpreted from the movie was the again just going back to the aspect of parallel 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 universes where your consciousness, like it's like you said, like it's or, so. I've been reading the book um, uh, "Becoming Supernatural" by Joe Dispenza, and it's a fascinating book. And he kind of he 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 kind of takes a simplified approach to explaining the 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 ideas or the concepts behind quantum physics. And he was basically saying that um, in terms of multiple re, um, realities, the way that we tap into that is by accessing our subconscious mind, right? And so. This is this is why the the Doctor Strange resonated with me so much with the whole sleep thing because when you sleep your brain waves actually lower so you have you have four levels of your brain waves so you have beta beta alpha theta and then delta right so beta is 
pretty much what we're in right now. Like, so beta is like, it's faster brain waves. It's, it's basically, um, there's three levels of beta where it's like low level beta where, um, can, is what we'd be considered to be in, right? Where we're, yeah. we're, fo- you're fo- we're focusing on what each conscious. other are saying. We're conscious, we're awake. And then you have mid-level beta where you might be slightly anxious, but not to the point where you're overly stressed. And then high-level beta is like, like you're in survival mode. Like you're focused on like, okay, I got to make sure that I'm not in a dangerous situation. Kind of like tunnel vision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're stressed, you're only focusing on the problem, right? And so it's a it's a survival mechanism to help you get out of of danger, right? So your 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 senses are highly heightened, right? Um, and then alpha is kind of like that. Um, it's like a daydream state. So you're you're almost you're slightly lowering your conscious mind, and you're going into like visualization or daydreaming, or like for example, if you're listening to me say something, and then you automatically. Yeah, you're visualizing something. You're like your brain kind of goes elsewhere for a moment. That's your brainwaves tapping into alpha. Okay. Theta lowers down a little bit more, where your um your body is actually asleep, but your mind your mind is more active, and you go into like a transcendental state. And then delta is pretty much your unconscious mind, right? So, uh, this is a state that you're in if you're in deep deep dreamless sleep. So. The fact that Dr. Strange kind of touched on that and then in Joe Dispenza's book, he's ta- he was talking about how in order to tap into the quantum realm, we have to lower our, our conscious mind into those, those, third, those lowered frequencies, so alpha, theta, and delta, right? And that's where the parallel universes lie in. And that's when time, that's where time is eternal because... <clears throat> It's similar to the flow state. Like, if you're, have you ever been like, let's say you were in a, because I know you socialize with a lot of people. So I'll use this as an example. Let's say you were, have you ever been in a conversation with somebody and it was so engaging that you lost track of time? Yeah. Yeah. That's you tapping into that flow state, that alpha theta state where time doesn't exist. Time does not exist in that moment. And so okay. because time doesn't exist, you can literally, your consciousness can literally travel anywhere. So it's not bounded by the rules of the 3D realm. So in the sense of like, for example, <clears throat> let's say I, I like the, the time that we met, for example, the time that we first met, right? See how you just smiled right there because you thought of it and your conscious mind went back in time and your body had a physio- physiological reaction to that moment, right? The same thing can happen if you think of like a negative thing from your past where you start to feel sad, right? So you just traveled back in time with your conscious mind. So therefore, like your conscious, there is no separation because you can literally go back in time or you can go forward in time. And this is where quant this is how like what they discuss in like quantum mechanics in the sense of like your energy is basically eternal. It can move anywhere it wants, right? Like it doesn't have to stay in one particular place. Anyway, I'm all over the place. I could go on and on, but right. So but okay, so like so then. So, di- so going back to the main question, did you find uh, everything all, uh, everything everywhere all at once to be a spiritual film then? Or did you th- view it as a uh, psychological, sci-fi, quantum physics film? For my interpretation of it, that yes, you could, de- you could, you could classify it as a spiritual film. Interesting. Because quantum, quantum physics, although rooted in in science also or well yeah science physics it 
you can also make the argument that there is a spiritual aspect to it, depending on how you how you look at it, right? And definitely with Joe Dispenza's book, the way he talks about it is he's kind of he's merging spirituality and science together. So, mm-hmm. um, because it goes so because it goes back to the the matrix right where it's it's a philosophical film but it's also kind of a spiritual film as well right because it delves it's like he's pretty much almost like the messiah he's like the the jesus christ of that film in a in a like it's not so blatantly pointed out but i mean not in the could, first one yeah definitely not in the first one but you could tell like it's like even like when he, the, the moment when like agent smith uh shoots him and then he he dies and it's like him being reborn and now he has He's like he's been enlightened. He's reached a level of enlightenment, basically, and now he's this all-powerful being kind of thing, right? And so there's definitely some spiritual undertones there, but definitely rooted in in, in philosophy. So I, I feel like I think the everywhere uh, everything what, everywhere everything all at once. everywhere. This is they got to change that name. That's the only <laughs> thing I like about the movie. Like it's, we, we got to abbreviate this thing. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, <clears throat> I definitely feel like there 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 can be some parallels between the spiritual aspects of it and um, the 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 science or the physical uh, philosophical side of it as well. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that like uh, for me, I uh, <clears throat> I tend to fo- I tend to enjoy the psychological aspect. Like I know you, I I'm, I'm not I'm not saying this to harp on you, but I know no, you no, haven't yeah. watched I, I know you haven't watched the last uh, three episodes of Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. But like the reason why I'm saying this is because there was a conversation that was dealing with him kind of uh, coming to terms, uh, like his two his two personalities coming to terms with the, the like the pain of their past, <clears throat> and also it reminds me of uh, the movie The Cell. And now I didn't watch it because in my mind it was scary, so I didn't bother watching it. So I read the Wikipedia, and I know that's <laughs> bad, but like you know, nonetheless. But in the, like from that film, and also from uh, like episodes four and five of mm-hmm. Moon Knight, I found those to be more psychologically based mm. even though they're like they're in the afterlife and they have to like come to terms like so that their spirit is light and able to pass on uh to the next phase of uh life mm-hmm. but for me I, I saw that more as a psychological effect where they're like confronting themselves confronting right. their, their trauma <clears throat> uh, and in the cell it's like going into the mind of a psycho psychopathic individual and not having that affect you it's like which is very interesting concept i haven't seen the cell either um yeah because it's scary no, I wanted to see it. So, so funny story, not to cut you off, but um, I remember this vividly. I was too young to see the cell, and um, <laughs> this was when CJ, my cousin, was working at Silver City at Richmond Hill, and he was he he worked you know, at Silver City. He used to work at Silver City, yeah. And so, for whatever I think I was visiting him or whatever, and um, I went. I went to his work and he was with two girls. I think they worked there as well. And they were planning on going to see it. I, I don't want like, you know, I used to idolize my cousin. I wanted to hang out with him and whatnot. And so I'm all excited thinking we're going to watch like a, a movie that I could watch, but I was too young to watch the cell. So he sent me, he, he gave me money and he sent me home and he watched the cell without me with these two girls. So yeah, never got to watch it. I'm just going to say, I wouldn't do that to you. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm definitely throwing CJ under the bus. Yeah, my cousin's uh, the last bitch. What can I yeah. say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to actually what's on our to- uh, on our agenda, but like that uh, that was a question that went into a like a tangent. But here we are. 
Yeah. So, uh, okay. So the first piece of uh, uh, geeky news is it's something that we've been covering quite intently because, frankly, even after the slap program heard around the world, as I call it, but I think it's called something else now, but whatever. Um, Will Smith, the amount of like, like piling on of shit that's going on with him. Like apparently now he's been like removed from Aladdin 2. First of all, there shouldn't be an Aladdin 2, but like he's no longer the genie in Aladdin 2 and they want to get like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Anyway, there's been rumors and semi semi uh, confirmed reports that Will and Jada are at least contemplating divorce. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> I like I've been kind of in and out of this and I have been like watching some like analysis videos of the two of them like their public image. I'm not going to be as arrogant as to say that I understand uh, where he's coming from and I like understand where she's coming from. I will say I don't know these people. However, I do feel that on top of everything else he has going on in his life, based off what she has shown of their relationship, I I find that the two of them are almost trying to force their way into staying together. Uh, A part of me kind of wants him to I just want him to like I just want him to like be saved in some respect. Like someone giving him <laughs> giving him a movie, not care about like the slap, or like people just getting off his back and letting him just like stay low. Because literally, like he's not done anything, and people keep bringing him to the headlines. But the idea of them getting divorced, I kind of feel is kind of I don't know. Like I know Darcy feels that she's uh, like she he sees signs of her being narcissistic. I can see that portion, but at the same time, I don't like, I can't even say I know her well enough. So for me, I just like, I personally find that uh, I hope that this is for both of them a good thing. And he, this doesn't bite him in the ass. Cause I have a feeling that this is like, if they do, if this is true and they are, are they are going down a divorce uh, direction, this is going to be really bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, bro? Um, well, I, I, I agree with your sentiment in that we don't know these people, um, at least not personally. We only know their uh, persona. The, yeah, their persona, their public image. So it's not a real fair assessment to kind of really speak in depth on, on their situation. But uh, again, you kind of pointed it out. It, it, it does seem like they are struggling to try and save face save love and maintain something that at least from the outside looking in is not working and that being their marriage but this news kind of saddens me because i mean the like we've well not well not us but the public has been kicking this man when he's been down and yeah of course uh, like again i don't condone what he did he what he did was wrong he fucked up hard and it, it, it's inexcusable. But now he's he's receiving an excessive amount of backlash and losing every single movie he's uh, like attached to, which I think is just ridiculous. Like it, 
I, I, I feel you drug I, nobody. Yeah, I, I, I feel like people who have been raping out here in Hollywood have gotten far less, you know, punishment than what Will is receiving. So I, 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 I don't know. I mean, man. like Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey got kicked off his own show, and then like at, at present, yeah, like I've heard that he's go like people have been considering him to, for a comeback, and I'm just like seriously, but like. That was what like he he had like a like a couple of weeks of people like carpet on him and then like yeah. nothing. Yeah, Will Smith, they're not doing that. And also like a lot of like a lot of people are just bringing it up a lot. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because like he had this squeaky clean perfect image for so long that. People were just waiting. It's like it's almost like when people sit down and they just wait for the perfect person to fail. Like it's like this guy, this guy is too squeaky clean. Like there must be something wrong with him. And then they tear, just, tear down your heroes. Sort of yeah, thing. and it's like with like like for 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 example with Kevin Spacey. It's like I know this is kind of ignorant of me to say, but it's like based on like the roles that he's played and like his characters and stuff. I'm like. I don't know if I'm all that surprised, <laughs> to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know, like, at, with acting, you have to kind of separate yourself. But, like, sometimes, what's that saying? Like, art imitates life kind of thing. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I'm not that surprised. So, yeah. But with, like, Will Smith, I mean, I don't know. If the, I mean, based on his book, you could you could see where a lot of this stuff was stemming from. Um, and so for him to do it is unfortunate. But again, we've talked about that. I don't want to really rehash any of that. But in terms of the divorce, um, yeah, I mean, I base again from the outside looking in. I don't know these people. This is just a prejudgment. I admittedly, I admit that openly that this is a prejudgment. Jada, from what I can see, there is a level of narcissism there, and just the way that she's conveyed herself is is a little off-putting to me. And some of the things that she's said in <laughs> interviews is, has also kind of been a little bit jarring and kind of like, mm, you're, you're not exhibiting a very supportive wife right now. And, you know, again, I could be wrong in my assessment. I don't know the, I don't know these people, but for them to get a divorce at this stage in Will's life, maybe it's a good thing. It, it 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 seems very inconvenient. I feel it's gonna be this, ugly. It definitely is. Yeah, like kick a man when he's down, right? I mean, because people are just gonna have a field day with this if this actually ends up yeah. being true, which is unfortunate because, like, like I don't I don't foresee Jada getting or receiving any back. She hasn't received much backlash other than like people pointing out her narcissism. But Will is gonna take a major part of the blunt for this, and so. That's really unfortunate. But at the end of the day, they're human beings, and I just want them both to be happy. And if them getting divorced is what it's going to take for them to kind of cultivate that happiness within themselves, then maybe that's the best option, to be honest. Yeah, I get that. I just, like, I guess a lot of my worry goes from, like, a, a protective mindset where I'm like, he, he clearly his mental health issues are brought out to the surface mm -hmm. and clearly it happened in the worst possible timing yeah and circumstance and people and we're not really helping like we're, we're we're as a society we're we're literally proving 
all the were like we're validating all the worries that people with mental health issues have about normal people reacting to their problems. Yeah. Now, yes, he did the wrong thing. I don't think I haven't like there are very few people I know who have actually defended what he did. So like objectively and morally and like in every facet he did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I really think that like could like 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 you've said the punishment is like the social punishment is severely stronger than what the crime was. Yeah. Like it should have been like right now when it's like a guy slapped a guy at a party mm-hmm. versus a guy who drugged people yeah. and is like trying to like hook up with them. And yeah. we're just like, Oh, that guy again. Yeah. But with the guy who slapped it, it's like, yo, get out of my house and never mm-hmm. come back. It's like, yeah. And then on top of that, they're keying your car. And like showing up at your work and berating you and shit. Like it's 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 a little out of line, man. I feel like okay, in the moment, the day of, and maybe like the the week prior, yeah, give him all the backlash, you know. I'm not it. even saying he shouldn't have been banned. Like he did it on the premises, like fine, but like Fair. maybe ban a few other people retroactively. Yeah, like okay, like the punishment that he got with the academy fair like you know like ban him for 10 years whatever it's not for me like again i'm not an actor maybe this is a question for cj but um like for me i like like accolades are nice but you know if you have a love of the art then making great films and making a living making great films should be the the main staple of your art not these also he already got he already got the oscar yeah, but even then they were trying to strip him away of it. I like, know. So I know. it was kind of like, what? Like, what more? What more do you want from the man? Like, uh, what more are you gonna try and take away from him? Now you're taking away bad boys, which, if he was in, it's not the the situation isn't gonna hurt. Wouldn't have hurt that film in any way. Um, that, that you're taking away Aladdin and like that. I you should just take to, off Aladdin off the table. That's that that shouldn't be on the table. I mean, like, okay, to be fair, like. I haven't. I have. I have different views on the Aladdin now, having watched an authentic uh, uh, Pakistani music video. That being said, I I enjoyed Aladdin for what I, I enjoyed Will's performance as a genie. A hundred percent. But there are certain I'm things. Saying... I, there are certain choices that they made with the genie that I was like, kind of like, uh, I don't know. But overall, he did a he. It was a solid. Uh, he was the best part of the film. Yeah, agreed. Um. But yeah, man, for them to kind of there's like it's like every other week I hear them. Oh yeah, like they're removing another movie off of his slate, and I'm just like, so okay. Not only are you trying to, you're not only have you banned him, you're trying to take away his his trophy, and now you're trying to make him unemployed for the rest of his life. Like I, it's just over a slap, over a a slap. slap. Like it's that he apologized for. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got dudes raping and drugging women, and they had. Do we even need to bring up Ezra Miller right now? Warner Brothers is literally not. They don't give like he's back in the papers, arguing that the 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 very bar he attacked, that the bartender was a Nazi and attacked him. Man, yeah. And Warner Brothers is like. We, he's he's our guy. Yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, it, it, just, it in comparison to Will Ezra has done like he ch- we saw him choke someone, bro. And then don't even get me started on uh, oh, uh, what's his name again? The guy who played Cyborg. Um, oh, uh, Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher. Like the shit that he had to go through for complaining. Well, I don't even want to say complain. That's a negative. That's negative association. But like basically calling out. calling calling out the fuck's his name i don't even the you know joss whedon joss whedon yeah calling him out for his inappropriate behavior and you know get and then him getting like reprimanded for it like meanwhile again yeah meanwhile ezra miller is getting off squeaky clean they're trying to hide the all of his like discretions and shit like it's just i don't know man i don't know if it's a minority thing where no, no, no. This is a Warner Brothers thing on that front. But look, the, the, these are just what, one of many examples. And I would say the only good thing that came out of this whole Will Smith thing is at least people are talking about the fact that black uh, celebrities, or should I say African-American celebrities, have a significantly different... Um, uh, well, this is proof that they have significantly different uh standards placed on them Mm -hmm. though i am rather surprised that a lot of african-american actors are actually condemning will smith as much as they are i mean they have to distance themselves i guess yeah yeah because i mean it it it, it's too hot right now (laughs) like it's way too hot to be associated with that because you know um it can be perceived as a, it can be perceived poorly if yeah they get which again goes it. back to the per- perception yeah yeah right um because I, I I think the way they look at it or the way that a lot of us look at it is that you know given what we had to go through like I mean we've been going through it for years but it was definitely highlighted a lot more during COVID. With all of those police brutality, the pr- police beatings and and shootings and killings and and census killings at that, Sense- systemic racism. Right. So you know, I feel like African Americans really have to mind the type of approach that they take regarding aggression, right? Mm. Because that can also be perceived a, a very in a very poor manner right because for a lot of people i've heard that like you know this whole like the way they view the will smith slap is like you're now taking us back hundreds of years because it's like this is not this is not how we like in a event that's as prestigious as the oscars that is not a that's not the proper way to represent the black community by striking especially striking another black man like it's just yeah there's levels of disrespect that just kind of go go out the window kind of thing, right? So, yeah, I I, I can understand their um, apprehension in, in supporting or rallying behind Will Smith in this regard. I would just say that you don't even have to rally. Just don't say anything. But they, like, they're like outwardly, but then again, they're probably being asked left, right, and center. Yeah, I mean... I. I've even heard some people saying like, I won't name names, but you you know some of them saying that they've lost all respect for Will Smith 
and they probably will never watch another movie of his ever again. And I think that's a little extreme. I do too. Like, again, I'm sure we've all, yeah, we all have skeletons in our closet, so we're not proud of him to cast judgment on somebody for a slip up, you know? And again, like the, like I could understand if it was like, yeah, Will Smith went and raped someone or something like that. It was like something to that extreme. That's yeah. a little bit harder to forgive. Like, I don't think I could ever forgive Bill Cosby for the shit that he did. Like that's, you just don't do that shit. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't think he's going to live long enough to redeem himself. No, but you can't uh, really redeem yourself from the, like to the sheer number of like crimes. Yeah. Like, and again, I don't misconstrue what I'm saying. If it's one person, maybe you'd have, you'd have to go to some major extremes to try and redeem yourself. Yeah. But yeah, the, the amount of, victims that came out oh man that's just that's and those are just that, the victims that talk that, yeah you. that said something like he there must have been thousands because dude's been around for a while man oh and, my God, yeah. and again it's another one of those cases of like squeaky clean image right because everything that he's done he's done a lot of good for the black community i i'll, I'll give him that but man but like he, but like the fact that we're having this comparison it's like Will Smith's slap yeah. versus Bill Cosby's hundreds of rapes. And it's 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 perceived as being on the same level. Which well, not That's quite because I mean Bill did go no, to no, but like, jail. But like, but like I mean in terms of granted, yeah. but like but like but still. Yeah, the perception anyway of like yeah. the scale of it is seen as on the same level, which I just don't think I don't agree with. I don't think that's right at all. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So moving on to a similar but but a different topic. Fred Savage has been oh, fired boy. from the Wonder Years. Oh boy. Yeah. We we just we just getting a lot of uh uh yeah that guy. So <coughs> Fred Savage was a child actor. We've known him. Well, I've known him my whole life. Uh, I I, I think that his most well-known uh or i should say yeah aside from um he uh he was also in uh princess bride i'm blanking on his other stuff right now <coughs> and my acid reflex keeps coming in anyway he's been fired from the uh current running wonder years because he apparently has been a very toxic uh, he creates a very toxic environment. He's he does uh, directions uh, like he was a child actor, and now he does, now he's like a director. Uh, and there have been apparently several like allegations of misconduct and of uh, toxic work environment, and potentially potentially uh, I think it was a little bit of harassment i don't think sexual harassment i think more well no actually i think it was towards female members so like yeah, maybe maybe he would like about it. yeah so nonetheless we have another uh child actor who's gone gone down the tubes on this one seems to be the trend yeah like i i, I will say that it, it does feel like hollywood is starting to like lose its ability to hide things which don't get me wrong. That's a good thing. 
Definitely. I just, just Keanu and Tom. Just Tiamo, Keanu Reeves and Tom Hanks, please. <laughs> yo. Go, I would be, yo, honestly, I think I'd inconsolable. Have to give up, I'd have to give up watching movies if Keanu Reeves ever came, was like, if, guy, I don't know. Like, Keanu Reeves, you're right. Keanu Reeves and Tom Hanks. Like they're the ones, man. I can't they're, deal it. I can't. Though, the that, that's when I lose. I will lose my shit at that <laughs> point. Like, what is life? <laughs> what is life? But yeah, like so, I, I was a little disappointed in this because I actually thought Fred Savage got out from the whole. Like, he's one of the examples of a well-adjusted child actor. I don't think there is one. Yeah, I can't think of any child actors that went unscathed. Hillary Duff. Hillary, she seems, uh, she seems I, I don't know anything about Hillary Duff, so I can't I can't I used to have a that. major crush on her, man. So I mean I haven't I haven't seen any yeah, I had like a big crush on her. Oh Hillary Duff? Hillary Duff, bro. Not not so much when she was doing like Lizzie McGuire. When she got a little bit older, I was like, oh shit, like she caught my radar when she started getting into the music side of things. And she like grew up a little bit. I was like, because she's like around my age. she's around my age. So I was like, it, it's still it's still okay. I never I never got the the I, I know so little about Hillary Duff to be honest. Like uh, like I I, like, I never I don't I don't think I've I think I've only watched one of her films, and that's with her and that dude from Malcolm in the Middle guy. Oh, Agent Cody Banks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I never got into her films. I never even really watched her shows. So I just. Again, when she got into the music side of things, she caught my radar because her her um, her music videos were always on like the Family Channel, and so the Family Channel back then was like my shit. So I'd always see it. I, I think I may have seen one of her music videos, yeah. and I, I know I've heard a couple of her songs on the radio, but that's about that's about all. So like, I can't claim that. So like, good for, if she's good, good for her. I know. Yeah, she's in she that seems new- she seems good, man. I'm just kind of what other child actor? I know Will Wheaton from uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation sounds like he uh, did pretty well. You lost um, me at Star, bro. Fine. <laughs> uh, Daniel Radcliffe, I would say, has relatively yeah. Alone. He wasn't. He was an alcoholic for a little bit. Oh, but that's like he's only hurting himself. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, I would say all of the Harry Potter uh, people kind of did well in, in, in that regard. Uh, well, there, I feel like there's another uh, child star. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's more. Oh uh, yeah, well, uh, the dude, yeah, Malcolm. Uh, what's his name? Agent the Malcolm in the Middle dude. He Cody Banks. Yeah, uh, did he get out of acting? He actually, yeah, he left. He left acting to get into uh, NASCAR racing. Damn. Yeah. I don't know if he did it professionally. I think he just did it kind of as like a side gig. But like he was like, yeah, the acting thing is no longer for me. I'm like over it. And he started getting into like business. And yeah, he's. Uh, I, I saw an interview of him recently and he's uh, he's got his head on straight. I don't think he's doing any like shady shit. So he's good. I'm good. I'm happy yeah. about that. Yeah. And, all right. Well, unfortunately, we've lost Fred, uh, uh, Fred Savage. But you know, to be honest, I didn't really care that much about him. But it, so, it did. It kind of disappointed me. So wait. So they're doing a, a a reboot or a remake of the the Wonder the Years. The Wonder Years. Yeah. It's like I think of like second season. 
Oh, it's already out. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. I, I see. I was never really big into the Wonder Years. I know CJ loved it, but I never really got into it. It wasn't really my shit. I yeah, I never really watched it either. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think I even watched the original because he was in the original. Um, mm. but like, yeah, I I never watched. I I haven't been watching the new one, and I definitely didn't watch the old one. So the irony of this this entire story was, so I never watched the, the Wonder Years, but I did watch a show with his little brother, Boy Meets World. I don't know if you ever watched Boy Meets World. Corey and Topanga, that whole... Wait, Corey's related to Fred Savage? Yeah, they're brothers. They're brothers. Ben Savage and Fred Savage. I did not know his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... I just knew him as Corey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but you watched the show, right? Like, uh, I, I watched like a little bit of Boy Meets World, like oh, not a I, lot. I loved this show, man. This this was like there were so many like good shows back in the day, like Breaker High and like um, Breaker High, Student Bodies, that, like those were my bodies. Yeah, those, those were those were my, my shows too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I used to watch Boy <laughs> Boy Meets World religiously. Student Body. Oh yeah, I love that show, man. Um, but yeah, so ironically. He was a guest, uh, a guest star on one of the episodes in the college years, and I think he direct he actually directed this episode where he plays one of their uh, professors, and it's at this point that um, Corey oh, and yeah he assaulted her he yeah he yeah th- this is the this is the image here like he came on to her he and was the assault a, guy he was the assault guy, and then Corey confronted him, and he was like yo um. Topanga told me that you like you were in her room and like you made her feel really uncomfortable. And the guy responded, he's like, Well, what if I did? Like, what are you gonna do about it? And then Corey's like, What if I did? And then they start arguing, and Corey pushes him, and then he gets up and he's like, Congratulations, Corey, you just got kicked out of school. And then they have this whole like school hearing and and all this shit. And it, yeah, it was a great episode, but he directed that shit, bro. <laughs> so for this to come back full, like I said, art imitating life, or life imitating art, and also like the the new Wonder Years is an all African American cast. So, oh, is it? Yeah, the fact that he got fired for like having a toxic work environment and treating people, especially women, not great. Wow, that's so honestly, that's got to be awkward for like the younger brother too, because it's like, could you imagine like if you were if you were, let's say you were an actor and you had a, you had a sibling, like you had an older brother and then. I have an older sister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I think it worked better if it was an older brother and like your Fair. older brother is out here, like doing dirty and like coming, like harassing, sexually harassing women. Like that's going to be an awkward Thanksgiving. <laughs> Just like, Oh my God. Yeah, man. Like, it's like, bro. Bro, you man, need why? help. Yeah, like why? Like why, man? Like keep keep it in the script, bro. Keep it in the script. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, Fred Savage. I cannot believe he was the guy. He was he was the assaulter teacher. Yeah, bro. They're yeah. brothers. They're brothers. How did I miss that? Yeah. He was like, I think. I think the brother was in the Wonder Years for a couple of episodes. I don't know, man. This is, this is some like TV stuff that I didn't get to. Yeah, true, true, true. All right, well, yeah, moving on. So our our final bit of geeky news for this week 
has to do with uh, the new casting for Doctor Who. Uh, so uh, this actually, I saw this like right when it happened in the morning, and I was, I was like, I was happy as hell. Like I was like, yes, that's awesome. Uh, because like this actor is his name is uh, okay. Let me see if I can get this correct. I know I'm gonna butcher this, so I apologize in advance. Kuti Gatwa. Uh, I know him from Sex Education. I love him in Sex Education. He is my favorite character. He had he's just he's just fantastic. And the idea of him being cast as the as the new Doctor Who in my mind, I'm like that's awesome. Especially after they just did it uh, with Jodie Whittaker as uh the previous version so straight up loving it uh and i i, I kind of posted it in a, like a friend group uh of mine and one of my friends uh called it out perfectly where he said this is great news but i'm sad for the moment when we're gonna hear a bunch of people commenting i'm not racist but mm. in regards to this <clears throat> and without fail Guess what happened? <laughs> so now I will say that it hasn't reached like a fever pitch level, but let's just say that people have been having, I can't even say disappointing at this point because it's not, it's expected. I am oddly enough, I'm pleased that it's the stereotypical, like stop politicizing our, our, our genre. Uh, stop. Why are they always trying to like, uh, do diversity hiring, uh, or, or sorry, uh, what's the new word? I think it's like woke casting, if that's right. I don't know if that's right. Is that right? Anyway, yeah, that's that's accurate. St- those type of statements where it's like, but did the real person, like, did, did the person get it? Did the real person who deserves it get it, or did they just like ignore everybody else? I'm just like. I don't want to really listen to you. You look like you have something to say. I just, I, I, so I didn't even know that this was, that end part was part of our conversation today. I thought it was just about the casting. I didn't know there was some controversy behind the casting. But to my understanding, Doctor Who is, is he some kind of an entity and like every now like every couple of years he his his physical he, he form, gets a new body he gets a new body so why the fuck is it a problem that it, it like i like that i don't understand like you can make the argument and even though i don't agree with the argument let's say for example cuz there's been talks about you know uh james bond becoming black right you you yeah. you you can make that argument where it's like, oh, I'm used to James Bond being a certain way. I don't want to see him as a minority. Fine. Okay. I don't I agree mean, with that. I, I think have, you can. A, a part of me is like, if, if you want to have like a, a white man uh, be misogynistic and kill a bunch of people while like heavily drinking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like. That I'm like okay, I don't I don't agree with the argument. I think James Bond can be played by anybody. I don't care. Agreed. But, but the the whole concept of Doctor Who, and I'm not even a I'm not even a fan of Doctor Who. I've not seen one episode. I'm I'm familiar with the lore a little bit. I've seen three episodes. But it's like, 
he changes generation to generation. He, the last one was a woman, right? So it's like, and that was a big deal too. That was another a case of woke casting arguments. And I'm like, I feel it's like at this point, I'm just like, why even? I don't care to be honest. I'm like, why even bother trying? Because there's stupid is stupid, man. There's gonna be dumb people that are just going to be up in arms about every fucking thing. You can't win when it comes to the world. So at this point, I'm kind of like, it. I'm not even surprised by the 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 stupidity of this <laughs> this argument. I was honestly, I had no idea. I thought this. It was just like. Oh, we got a, a new casting. I wasn't even thinking, oh, he's a black guy now. I then, my, my mind never even went there. I was just like, I understand the concept of Doctor Who. It only makes sense that eventually they're going to switch things up. If the last one was a woman, the next thing that, that makes sense, make him a minority or a black person or an Asian or like a fucking dog. I don't know. It That's the formula of Doctor Who. So I'm like... I don't understand. I don't give a fuck because it's stupid. <laughs> so, like, uh, amen. Like, like I said, I'm not even disappointed by these comments. I'm expecting them. Yeah. Now, I, I believe that uh, Nakuti uh, Gawa is Gawa is gay as well. Mm-hmm. Again, your argument about like if he can change into like a new body every generation or every couple of years, is he literally going to cycle through all the white and British <laughs> people? And and then like, what happens when he goes through them all? What's he going to do then? Yeah. Redo? I, like, uh, and I this guy's a fantastic actor. Like, I know he haven't, you haven't watched Sex Education, but bro, first of all, you got to watch Sex Education. That, that shit is awesome. Yeah. Second of all, he is like, he, like, he is fantastic. And like, just I'm not gonna lie, he's fantastic. That that's just it. So and that's and that's what should matter. It shouldn't be exactly. about race or sexual orientation. Like <laughs> if for example, if Robert Pattinson was gay or like an actor that they were looking to play Batman was gay in real life, I don't give a fuck. Is he a good actor? Can he play the role? Give him the role. I don't care. I don't care what he does, like, as long as he's a good person, you know. I can rally behind a good person. Like, he's not out here, like, raping people like Fred Savage and all these other people. But if he's a good person, it just that just so happens to like dudes, I don't give a fuck. Are you a good actor? Can you do what you were hired to do? And that's play the role that you were meant to play. Like, that's it. I, now, I do know that people are saying lately that casting directors are political. Like, they're trying to stay uh, not to get, like, negative treatment they're trying to hire outside of what they usually do in order to like get new actors Mm -hmm. and they view that as an as another form of discrimination i'm like okay so casting directors are now being told to widen their scope Mm -hmm. and now that they're (laughs) widening their scope that's discrimination (laughs) so dumb it's so dumb it's like, like we're gonna lose, we're gonna lose to all these gay people now, or we're gonna lose to all these black people now, or, or yeah, these brown like, people now. And I'm just like, okay, so you're telling me that <laughs> any diversity hire from this point on is 
politicizing like like for example jeffrey wright from the batman when mm-hmm. he got cast do you remember people were like why did you turn jim gordon uh, black and i'm like does it change anything about jim gordon like yes we have the three of us has talked about if you make batman black you kind of need to rewrite some parts of his story yeah but jim gordon doesn't change a damn thing there's no like inherently like yeah, it doesn't. It like there's nothing there. What were what were people's react? I was curious. Uh, what were people's reaction when they uh, they changed uh, what's his name, Perry White? Um, oh, you know what, Lawrence Fishburne. No one said nothing. I guess because he's not uh, like it's Lawrence Fishburne. Well, yeah, there is that, but I guess. But Perry, also, no one cares Perry White. About, yeah, yeah, like no one, no one cares about Perry White. Yeah. I guess yeah. if okay if they made Jimmy Olsen black, I think that would have had a bigger uh, deal. Well, they they did it. They uh, did actually. They, no, Supergirl. they did actually for Supergirl. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, because everyone was like, "This is not Jimmy Olsen. He's way too cool." And I was like, yeah. "I mean, I'm not arguing with you. He is cool." I mean, that Olsen... was that was the only that that I could understand the rationale, but like he was too cool. Not that he was black. That he was he was way, suave. He, he was, was an action hero, cool. and yeah. also he was cool. I'm like. I'm like this motherfucker could be Superman. What what's going on here? Like, <laughs> this ain't Jimmy Olsen. This is Superboy. Like, what, what's yeah. going on? That was the only thing that I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Yo. Didn't he turn into Guardian in that? Series? Yeah, they, they made him into a superhero because like, yo, it just makes sense. This dude, this dude's like six <laughs> three, fucking he's muscle really, bound. Like, he's, yeah. <laughs> like he's ripped as shit. I'm like, you're not a photographer. Get the fuck out of here, man. Put a cape on, man. The cowardly <laughs> photographer who calls yeah. men for help. Put a fucking cape on, bro. Stop playing. Oh, man. Okay, so moving on to our last topic, <laughs> which has been a uh, a new segment that we've been uh, trying out, and now we're going to try it out again. It's called the Diamonds in the Rough segment. Now, this is basically Tactics and I uh, and Darcy when when he's when he is here, but he's not here, so it's going to be Tactus and I. Tactus and I basically choose the for us the best scene of a film that is otherwise shit. Like I mean, like some bullshit level filmmaking. So, T, do you want to go first or am I going first? Uh, I have yours up first, and then so I'll I'll go first. Up. All right. So my my actually wait. I'm going to just, this is my first Diamond in the Rough scene. I'm pretty sure you'll figure out what movie it is, but but we'll watch it and then, and then we'll go. All right. I, I hope it's the right one. I- <laughs> Fear is the enemy of will. Will is what makes you take action. Fear is what stops you and makes you weak. It's your construct's people. You must ignore your fear. When you're afraid, you can't act. When you can't act, you can't defend. If you can't defend, you die. Okay, so we all know that Green Lantern was a shitty-ass movie. People joke about it constantly. Ryan Reynolds is ashamed to be a part of it. But for me, when I was watching this film, and I was like, okay, this movie's not doing great. 
And then that scene happened. I'm like, oh, okay. And then the rest of the movie happened. And I was like, oh, okay. So I will explain why that scene particularly worked for me. One, it explained to uh, to novices very well and also to some degree the philosophy behind it of how the Green Lantern ring works. It's powered by, uh, by imagination, so your imagination creates the constructs and it can be anything you want it to be. But also your will defines how strong it's going to be. And Ryan Reynolds was scared and Mark Strong was not scared. So he was literally able to kick a brick wall because that construct was weak and created another brick wall that like literally nearly broke Reynolds back. And then like you're seeing the imagination of three swords that show up instead of being in his hand to fight with, it's in the air attacking him from three different angles. <clears throat> this was actually a good scene for me because I was like, wow, they're actually showing properly like in order to get in the mind of the audiences, if you had the ring, how strong would your constructs be and how good would you be with it? And that's why I thought it was awesome. And then the rest of the movie happened and did absolutely nothing with it. And I'm like, well, this is some bullshit. Mm. I, so as you were explaining that scene, it made, it just made me realize that like, there's a lot of undertones when it comes to like, it, it, it kind of reminds me of like the law of manifestation in the sense of like, you can like in this reality, you can manifest anything that you want provided that your your will is strong enough or your desire or not so much your desire but your will to achieve that is strong enough and i i found that to be really interesting and i i, I never really thought of it that way until you explained it so and i would say the scene even explained it because i also saying yeah. like if you're if you're afraid the contracts are weak so if the contracts are weak you're going to die yeah and also your imagination is like that is the weakness that you have it's either your will and your imaginations are everything that manifest everything for you mm -hmm. and and your fear is the one that gets in the way which kind of is like an aspect of life like if you're if you have the imagination to do amazing things and the will to succeed you can do it but yeah. if you let fear take over then you're screwed so that's why i actually really like that scene and then they just did nothing with it so i was like well that's a waste of time yeah 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 it had so much potential man it's a shame it that so it, it tank yeah 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 uh so me again or are we going to you uh i'll go next okay i'll do mine yo you went really in depth mine was just like oh shit this is a 16. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go You're looking like you never saw this before. I forgot about that scene actually, and like yeah. uh, so, like it was kind of like I, I remember like where it ends, but like uh -huh. I forgot about the part where he like takes it, he like smiles and takes his hand, and I was like, "Fuck!" 
Yeah, so before I explain why I love this scene, um, fun fact for those of you who don't know. Uh, so the big guy, played by Kevin Nash, um, and obviously Punisher, Thomas Jane, he actually stabbed him in real life because someone on uh, on set who was uh, responsible for the props to switch out the props because they they had like two props for the knife, right? The a fake one to do the the whole flicking thing, and then a real one just for like the the close ups. And so the story was that the prop guy was flirting with some girl on set and pretty much just fucked up and didn't switch them out. So when it came time to shoot that scene, Thomas Jane, obviously not none the wiser, didn't know that it, he was handling a real knife, did the whole thing and fucking stabbed him. And then didn't like, so normally they would have like a retractable pin, right? And it would just basically look like it went in, but he saw it and then he saw the blood and he was like, oh shit. But they had to keep rolling, right? And so Kevin Nash was just like, mm. and then he just, he kind of like, went with it and then the director went cut and thomas jane was like oh shit dude did i just stab you and he's like yeah yeah you did but he took it like a champ and then he, they, he's actually on uh, youtube he like he tells the whole story about how like the director was freaking out and like thomas jane felt so bad but kevin nash like he's been used to like uh because he's a wrestler right or he used to be a wrestler so yeah he was used to all of these like injuries happening so they just basically took like um the special effects glue i think and they glued him up and then he continued the scene and then thomas jane went up to his uh his trailer and he was like yo man what what can i do like to make this right i feel so bad and he's like he's like just let's just can we have can we have some beers on set like like there's no beers here right and literally all the director did was bought bought him some beers and he was good took it like and a someone, champ someone has to fire that prop dude I'm sure you got fired because that's a big yo. You see how close that was to his heart. Like I was just thinking that that's the, the heart, the side of the heart. Yeah, bro. Like that could have been that could have ended very bad, <laughs> very bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like the uh, what was it? The Alec Baldwin. Um, yeah, the gunshot. Yeah, man, the negligence, man. But um, yeah, I, honestly, this to me is like an underrated film. That doesn't get enough for me. For me, I know I like. I personally, I enjoyed it for what it was. I enjoyed Thomas Jane. I just didn't I think, like I, anything else. I, I, there's there's a lot of great. There's another. I, I couldn't decide between this scene and the scene where that dude where um. It's the diner scene where the dude pulls with the guy out, with uh, the guitar, the guitar, yeah. and he's like, "I'm gonna play that at your funeral." And I was like, "Yo, that's the most gangster shit you could say to someone that you're about to kill." Like, <laughs> and then Thomas Jane like points the, the the knife at him, and the guy's like, "Never bring a knife to a gunfight." And he shoots the spring, and the knife goes in the guy's throat. I was like, "Oh, that was such a cool kill scene." Oh man, so such good moments, man. And then I remember he uh, he shot a dude. With the bone arrow in his neck, yeah, like, and then he uh, he he made this the the one of the sons of uh, John Travolta hold up a bomb like yeah. this in his hand, and he's like, "I wouldn't drop that if I were you." And then all of a sudden he's walking out, and then boom, boom. So yeah, this is great, good moments, man. It's not the best story, but <laughs> it had potential. I so I yeah, I liked it. I, I yeah. Anyway. You're up next. <laughs> okay. So, uh, all right. So, yeah, just uh, role play and I'll, I'll give my reasons why. All right. 
So that's from uh, X-Men Phoenix. And uh, I think it's, wait, is it X-Men Phoenix or Dark Phoenix? It's Sorry, X-Men Dark Phoenix. And I, okay, so that movie had elements of it, elements of it possibly being good. Did not follow through. There was a whole lot of stupid and a lot of things that also didn't make a lot of sense. And also just, yeah, it was a lot of stupid, but they had some good scenes here and there. And for me, I would say this is the best scene of the film because that was a messed up shit that she just did to Charles. Like, uh, she literally forced him to walk when he when like he has no use of his legs, and also like, yo, James McAvoy did a great job of just like walking like someone who doesn't who is like being forced like a puppet to walk. Mm-hmm. so like you know yeah that that was some like dark shit that happened that one. yeah that was a great scene i don't remember much of the movie i remember like snippets here and there but that scene i was like when when i saw that when you sent me that that link i was like oh that's a good choice yeah that's <laughs> yeah solid <laughs> that's solid all right man let's get yours all right final one So I meant to start that a little bit earlier, but uh, that I, I I like the scene of him of like pieces of his skin like coming off. I as figured he's, like, I figured that's what. <laughs> yeah, yeah not, like, not the I love you part. Like I was like that. I was that like, was that's an interesting uh, choice. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just like because you see a little bit of the animatium, and then he like heals himself again. So I thought that was pretty badass. And he's just like walking, and he's like he's like the only one who can like withstand it, which I thought was pretty dope. For me, I like. I I was okay, so I was told this a couple of years back, and also reminded of it recently, mm-hmm. where like this movie does a lot. This, this movie does a lot of dirty, like it did. It did a lot of characters dirty, specifically Gene, mm-hmm. and like particularly the fact that they said like oh like overpowered women always go crazy, and you got and like in this movie literally mm-hmm. it it had a half naked man have to shove a six inch thing into her in order to stop her from being crazy. 
I mean, I, I feel like that's a bit of a reach, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't how know. else is he supposed to kill her? <laughs> Zapper deck? I mean, I, it, stabbing her just seems like the logical choice, man. I mean, as exactly. a, as, as, as a male. Not as a male, as a Wolverine, bro. Like, what am I? What else am I gonna do? Like, if Stop I her neck. no, because if you think about it, like, if I wind up like this and try to like cut her head off, let's say, for example, as a as a method, she's gonna see that. I just telegraph what I'm about to do. She's gonna see that coming. But if I get close to her, as opposed to pulling out a six inch uh, cloth no, and then stabbing her. No, but look, he had his hands like this, and he like was like at her waist. And then the retractable claws just came out, and you know he was close enough to just like stab her, impale her. Yeah, he he literally wind up and stabbed her though. Yeah, but the wind up <laughs> from over here is far more telegraphed than like if he retracts back like this. Sure, sure. I'm just saying. Okay, and he had to be naked. Why? He wasn't fully naked. His shirt was off. Yo, bro, if I'm an actor and I've worked out to get my body superhero ready, yo, my shirt better be off, bro. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if, I I'm working, if I'm working cabs, I'm not wearing pants that day, bro. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I, I got to say, Kunil Nanjan, you must be so pissed off he didn't have a shirt. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> this man gave up cookies and cakes and shit for like eight months. Did not have one topless scene. Not one. They, gave, they, gave, they put him in a t-shirt. He's like, this is all I'm showing? They put him in a t-shirt, and then what's it? What's what's the get-up that you guys call the The outfit that you guys wear? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Shavar Kamis, too. Which is, like, all material. Like, just, like, so much material. Like, <laughs> like not you can't even see no muscles in that shit. Like, <laughs> what, was, what was all that training for? He's like, I showed off my arms. Great. Man. Well, hopefully he maintains it because he doesn't look good. Yeah, he yeah. looks good. Well, he we'll find healthy. out in uh, in uh, the new Obi Wan series because he's in it. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yo, so... that's it's crazy how like now that he's healthy, he's probably gonna have all these like opportunities and shit because he looks nothing like he he did. He still he does. Like coming. his face is still the same. No, he he had like he had a little bit of like shock in his face. I'm not gonna. I'm not being mean. I'm just. As a trainer, <laughs> as a trainer, I notice these things, you know. Like now, he's a little bit more chiseled, and you know, he's got a little. I'm bit sure more his wife also notices that too. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But I don't know if it's all natural. But either way, I mean, it is what it all is. All right, yeah. A good uh, second segment of the diamonds in the rough. Absolutely, we still need. Uh, Darcy's picks eventually. <laughs> well, once he's done with all the stuff he's got going on, I'm sure he'll be able to do. Yeah. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to uh, do next week for our, our review. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I've, I've been itching to talk about this film because it's getting so much like... It's, that it's over... a, I gotta say, a lot of comic book movies these days are getting massively divisive uh, responses. Like, No Way Home, I would say, is the one like you like everyone liked it. To a certain like to a certain degree like there's not that much like controversy but the batman uh uh this one uh but this is what i'm saying like after endgame like you either have to come so correct or just don't bother doing it at all like i told you like i did say if they never made another superhero movie again after endgame 
at least for a while, I'd be I'd be good because I'm like. But you've what? been you've been you've been digging them. Like you enjoyed Black Widow, you you enjoyed Eternals, you enjoyed Chang Chi, and you enjoyed uh, No Way Home. Yeah, but I was not like, and I again, granted, I wasn't expecting to be like overly hyped and amped for for those films. Like Black Widow was fun, uh, Shang Chi was fun. These these were all fun movies. Uh, like I would say, No Way Home was satisfying as fuck. Like that that, that was delivered. Yeah, that delivered on so many levels. I was like, yo, oh man, I felt like I had a full course meal and like I didn't even have to pay for it. Like it was crazy. Like, so yeah, but yeah, I, I think nowadays superhero films are like the, the the bar has been set super high that like I don't know like Endgame was solid, but granted, it was I, a large majority of the reason is because of the fact that we had what like twenty plus years of buildup. Ten. Ten, sorry, ten plus years of buildup, right? So to just have these like one offs, they'll be fun, but unless you're building to something, I don't know how. I mean, that's actually an interesting question. Like, do, do we have to continue to follow? in that format of building to something or can like one-offs work nowadays? I guess we'll discuss next week. Fair. Fair. Remember my question. Cause I might not. Oh, I, I'm, I'm actually going to write down the questions we asked in our, uh, in our car review. Uh, but I'm also going to like, I'm all checked. I'm going to put that one down too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll wrap things up here. Uh, we're coming in at uh, 7.30 almost. So thank you guys for tuning in. And if you are tuning in later on, then uh, thank you for the support. Please like, favorite, and subscribe. As always, I am your boy Tactics. This is the Geeky Bros Podcast. Take it away, Umar. As Big Geek Umar, please check out uh, at the bottom for our timestamps so you can go to the segments of uh, our podcast today that you like the most if you're watching this later. For those of you watched them live, Thank you for your support, just like Dr. said. And peace, and live long and prosper. It's tradition. It's tradition, bro. Oh, this is bad law. <laughs> <laughs>